Okay, so I am looking at Genesis chapter 6, and this is verse 1. When men began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be a hundred and twenty years. I'm just trying to see what that footnote on the word mortal is. Um, corrupt. <laughs> okay, all right. So somehow God is not happy with the development of humankind. So this is some years down, several generations down since Adam. And what's happened is, verse 1, as they increased and filled the earth, um, they had daughters, okay? And then verse 2, the sons of God looked at these daughters. They saw they were beautiful, married them, fell in love with them, got married to them. But I think somehow there is that connection between that happening, that marriage, and then God being unhappy with it and limiting his number of years. <laughs> I can hear the practices happening in the hall next door. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, so he limits it to 120 years. I think this is in comparison to the long, long lifespans in chapter 5. You know, people living like hundreds of years. So Methuselah was 969 years. But, you know, why? You know, why, why is God unhappy with that? that that's a puzzle. Um, um, well, there seems to be two genealogies, so the sons of men and the sons of God. And it could be talking, maybe, yeah, it could be talking about the two genealogies we've seen in chapter 4 and chapter 5. So the line of Cain and the line of Seth. Um, the line of Seth is now the line of Adam, the line of God. So uh, the sons of God, um, I know some people say that it's talking about angels and stuff, but um, if just within the flow of Genesis, it could be, could be, I'm not sure, uh, could be following on the genealogies of Adam and saying that those are the sons of God. And maybe therefore the other line, the sons of men, it's talking about um, the corruption of man. The, the, the line of Cain, you know, line of murderers, line of violent people who disobeyed God. And somehow and the lines of men were crossing over to the other line. And so they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. And this idea of seeing and desiring and taking is again, you know, reminiscent of Eve. You know, she saw, she took, she ate. And so maybe it's a repetition of that original sin a kind of a reminder that this sin is still pervasive through the DNA, even though they are the sons of God, they are still inheriting that DNA of sin, of original sin. Yeah. Verse four, actually this is pretty cool. I can hear the music next door. They're practicing for a service uh, at five. So it's not like three something now. Uh, wow, they practice really early. It's really cool. Okay, okay, so verse four, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards uh, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown. So these Nephilim 
they were heroes, they were famous men of renown, and they seem to be the offspring of this intermarriage, you know, sons of God going to the daughters of men. So the result of this intermarriage was this very impressive lineage of um, Nephilim <laughs> heroes, you know, very impressive people. But God's reaction is slightly different. Verse five, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. <laughs> There's a lot of superlatives, only evil all the time. You know, nothing good, nothing good. And everything that comes out of your, of your heart, just every thought, you know, every motivation, only evil and always evil all the time. And I think that's what God sees. You know, he sees that it's grown, it's gotten more serious, it's just gotten more and more corrupt, despite the fact that you have this Nephilim, despite that you have this very impressive lineage, actually what God sees is the heart, what God sees is this sin condition that has grown more and more with the generations. It's just gotten worse and worse. And verse six, the Lord was grieved. Interesting, God was hurt because of this. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. It's interesting, you know, you can hurt God. You know, what would you need to do to actually cause God pain and in his heart? It's not just physically, but a kind of emotional angst. And, you know, it's kind of like the pain of a parent looking at their children and a mix of disappointment, yes, but also a desire for them not to be that way. And God actually regretted or maybe felt sorry for ever creating mankind, it seems to be the case. Verse seven, so the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. So he's grieved, he's sorry, having created humankind but the result of that, now this is interesting, he's wiping up everything, men and animals and creatures and birds. So everything is affected by this decision to wipe out sin. So wiping out sin is not just some kind of remote control. He actually wipes out all of human beings and as a result, everything on the earth as well. Oh, hi, hello, hi. Oh, sorry. Sure. I didn't know my tag works for the toilet. Okay, that's useful to know. Um, yeah, okay, all right, so where are we? Okay, God is kind of like rebooting. You know, he's, you know, why do you, you know, when you have a problem with a computer, sometimes you like stop it and start again. And if it gets really, really bad, you wipe the entire hard drive. And that's what seems to be God's solution. I will wipe mankind, but he'll wipe 
all of existence, all of the earth as a result of wanting to restart again. And that's uh, what led to that decision, to the flood, to this destruction, to this judgment. But in the end, uh, Noah found favor in the eyes. I'm going to stop here because it's so embarrassing. There are more people coming. But the last word is actually God's grace. Not judgment, but grace. And grace that's poured out on just one individual called Noah. Yeah, I'll stop there. Really embarrassing. (laughs) 